I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome, welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. It's Amberly Lyons here, your spiritual BFF. I'm a chakra expert, the founder of Chakra Girl Co. and the Glam and Grounded Life membership, where we're making the world more chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. Today, we have a tray magical angel with us, Marissa Lace. She's a dear friend of mine, a YouTuber, a podcaster, a self-love leader, and a manifesting goddess. She is literally helping women who've been told that they're too much, get back to their inner goddess and embrace their true selves. I don't know about you, but I've been told I'm too much multiple times. So we're going to get into so much goddess goodness, like why it's important to be thankful in difficult times in your life and what's really going on when someone triggers you or if someone is triggered by you. We Okay, so this is actually being really fun. We're breaking down all the bullshit rules that people think that spiritual people are like expected to live by. We're doing our own like myth busters moment and like just being real with it because you know, that's what we're all about here. Being spiritual does not mean you have to be fucking perfect. Marissa is giving us her number one tip to stop giving a fuck what other people think. And we're talking about using your shadows and trauma to create your light and lighting up the world, elevating the collective consciousness because this consciousness needs elevating a fucking man. All right, guys, I am prepping for Europe. I actually, okay, so I had my nephew at my place for a few days and oh my God, like literally shouting out all the mamas. That shit is tiring. Like kids. Oh my God. Like, I don't know how these women do it. Um, but I will say my nephew is like such an angel. He has the biggest heart, but like, I am not cut out to be a mother. Like it's just not like manifested knowing that definitely it's not happening. Let's put it that way. Um, but like, oh my gosh, so much respect for all the moms out there. So I want to know you guys, let me know. Cause we're talking about like myth busting. What are your guys's views on 
being a mother? Like, do you think like everyone needs to do it or everyone should like try it or you don't fulfill your life unless you are a mother? I want to know what you guys think. I personally think that some people are meant to have kids and some people just aren't. And I feel like my audience is my kids. The universe is full of my kids. Um, I'm just not supposed to be like responsible for them 24 seven because you know, that's just a lot for me to handle. I actually had a reading once and she told me, she's like, yeah, she's like, are you planning on having kids? I was like, yeah, probably not. I don't know. She's like, yeah. I mean, like you could, but like, if you do make sure you have like 10 nannies. And I was like, okay, (laughs) good to know. I guess like something in my like aura or like energy field says that kids aren't in the picture for me, but Hey, here for it, available for it. Okay, let's get into our chakra tip, guys. Let's talk about embracing our feminine energy and flow. I've been like so goal-oriented and action-oriented, and it's just been like crazy. And I don't know, I feel like I've been getting really short with people, and even like my emails I've been reading that I've been sending to my audience, and I'm like, wow, I'm really just telling it like it is with no bedside manner. Um, lost the warm touch, but Hey, some people need the tough love, but I actually decided to switch from the Durga mantra to the Kuan Yin mantra. And I posted about this on Instagram. People were like, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about, but if you listen to the podcast, you probably know. Um, so I do these 40 day devotions to different goddesses. I was doing a 40 day devotion where you like chant a specific mantra for a specific goddess. And then you begin to like embody the qualities of that goddess. So I was chanting Durga. Durga is like super fierce, super ferocious. She's like on a fucking tiger. She's got weapons in her hand. <laughs> like she basically like cuts through the bullshit and is like, super fierce, but also really, I really, truth be told, was doing it because she's apparently the most beautiful goddess and I just wanted to look hotter, but she had so much fiery energy that I just noticed. I was like, this is a little much because I feel like I already naturally have that. So I decided to go back to motherly loving Kuan Yin and Hey, who knows now that I'm doing Kuan Yin, maybe I want to have kids <laughs> doubtful, but possible. Um, but Kuan Yin is like motherly. She's compassionate. She's nurturing. She's loving. And she's just like a badass bitch who is like, but like a badass bitch in like the most easeful, graceful, loving, compassionate way. Um, So yeah, since then I feel already feel like just more like elegant, you know, just more like feminine and like softer, which is really cool. So if you are looking for more of that feminine energy and flow, if you feel like you've been in the masculine, I totally suggest hopping on a Kuan Yin moment devotion, her mantras, Om Mani Padme Hum, you can find um, a really great version of that chant on my Spotify playlist it's called Kundalini Vibes, and it's under my name, Amberly Lyons. And I totally suggest doing that, guys. But I just think you should like look inward. Like, what goddess do you feel like you already kind of are? I'm like, I already kind of am Lakshmi. I can manifest money at any which time. But what's harder for me is being that like soft and gentle, you know. Kuan Yin vibe. So you got to do what feel, what you feel resistance towards. So if you're feeling, maybe you're the opposite. Maybe you're like feeling very timid and you're not taking a lot of action and there's people taking advantage of you or something like that. Get on that Durga. But if you want more ease, Kuan Yin it up. 
that's what I'm doing and I'm loving it. Okay. I want to do a chakra shout out to reformation. I'm getting, I mean, like not to pat myself on the back. I've been getting a lot of like outfit comments lately, like people loving my outfits, my shirts, asking where I get my clothes. And I realized like pretty much everything I've worn in a photo shoot in the last like six months has been from reformation and they're totally sustainable. And it's just like really beautiful, making me embrace that like feminine Kuan Yin vibe. And it's just like trendy and fun and cute and easy to wear. And it's like, I don't know, I've just had trouble finding a sustainable brand that's like that. I'm kind of, I'm really over the fast fashion. I want, you know, quality pieces that are going to last that also aren't like ruining the environment. So with the Amazon fucking burning down, I'm just trying to be more mindful. Um... And I mean, I talk in this episode about how I used a plastic bottle and someone totally like shit all over me on Instagram. So I mean, bringing it back to the mindfulness guys, uh, also trying to cut out red meat side note. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm going to like 90% cut out red meat to start. And then I'll see if I need that extra 10. I feel like I will. I feel like I can do it. Root me on guys. Okay. Let's do a celebrity chakra analysis on badass bitch, Kylie Jenner, billionaire, billionaire. Jesus. What a woman. Okay. I actually don't have anything bad to say about any of her chakras. Like I couldn't think of anything rather than her heart chakra might be a little bit damaged because of the whole Jordan fiasco, but her heart chakra is also like, she seems so balanced in general and so kind and loving to her daughter. So I feel like the heart chakra is pretty good for her. And then throat chakra, she speaks her mind in like a very assertive, but calm way. I don't know if y'all saw the episode where the whole Jordan thing was going down and Kim was like, had like posted a video of her, like singing this kind of like sassy song that was kind of directed at Jordan and Kylie called her in like a very, you know, assertive way. She was not afraid to be vulnerable. She basically said, you know, I don't like that you did that and wanted her to take it down. And, um, actually I think she had already taken it down, but anyways, I just feel like she is really level headed and can really speak her emotions without getting, either, you know, too aggressive or too timid. She's that perfect, like assertive, happy medium. Um, her solar plexus and root chakra, obviously on fleek because she is riche billionaire and she's like, just takes action. She's doing so many things. You know, she had Kylie cosmetics. She released Kylie's skin. She's not afraid to take action, to take risks. There's no fear. And she just freaking goes for it. So props to miss Kylie. Love you. Mean it. You're the best. Okay. Before we get into this episode, I want to take a minute guys. I'm doing a meetup. I'm doing a meetup. If you are a Shocker Girl Radio listener, you want to meet me, you want to connect to other Shocker Girl Radio listeners, other spiritual BFFs, we are doing a meetup in LA and a meetup in Vancouver, and I need you to be their girlfriend. You need to be a part of this. Um, So in order to get free access to the meetup, you need to be in the Glam and Grounded membership, okay? So the meetup is for the glam and grounded. It's so fun. We're going to do some glam and grounded rituals. We're going to be doing some 
like just really fun stuff together. We're, there's going to be guests, guest speakers. We're going to get everyone on a high vibe. We're going to be mingling, having a real life chakra party. And the member, like being a part of the membership is not just about the meetups. Like we are dropping like a fab chakra training every single month. I'm sharing all my hottest resources, meditations. I'm like creating so much content for you guys. I'm spending so much time, energy, love, compassion on this group. This is the climbing grounded group are my children. I'm Kwan Yinning them. Um, and it's just so, so magical. We have a monthly Q and a call where you guys get to ask me anything. Um, and it's just so, so magical. So if you want to be at these events, if you want to be in this membership, make sure you join us at go to shockergirlco.com slash membership and use the promo code podcast. And you're getting it for only $37 a month. You guys like that is nothing to raise your vibes and be a part of this community and have me like supporting your chakra growth for $37 a month. Like I say, let's do it. All right. So again, shockergirlco.com slash membership and use promo code podcast and get it for $37 a month. There's also bundles. Like if you do six months at a time or a year at a time, you get bonuses, you get money off. So get in it for the long haul, make the commitment. I love you. And I want to see you in there guys. All right, let us get into this episode. You guys are going to freaking love Marissa. Let's do this. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. We are here today with a dear friend and lovely human, Marissa Lace. She's a self-love leader. She's a YouTuber, a podcaster, an Instagrammer, if that's what it's called. I'm not sure. She's just unapologetically preaching all things self-love, wellness, manifesting, and coming back to your inner goddess for the women who are told that they're too fucking much. I know I've been told that, maybe you have, but I've been following Marissa for a long ass time, and I've been so lucky to have her as an online friend, down ass bitch, and just a fucking hilarious person on my side. But she also has a heart of gold, the energy of an angel, and Maybe there's just a little bit more swearing than an angel, but we love her. So happy to have you here, Marissa. Oh my God. Thank you. So that is my favorite intro. <laughs> if I could like get that cut and yeah. sent to me as a bit, like that would Done. be amazing. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most of it was from your Instagram bio, but I added in little but things. But I'm going to pretend that in your heart, like that's really how you see me. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I added in a lot. But yes, love, love you and mean it all. Mm. Dreamy. Okay, let's get into the slumber party questions. Although I wish we were having a real slumber party. How fun would that be? I don't know if like Canada or the States could handle that slumber party. <laughs> we're going to have to go elsewhere. Yeah. Really? <laughs> we're going to have to rent a private island for the girls' night that we would have. Yeah, it would not be good. That's why the universe has kept us apart. Mm-hmm physically. They can't handle it. Okay. Too much other shit going on. Yeah. Way too much. All right, boo. Tell us our, your daily practice. Mm, My daily practice. I feel like I have so many. I feel like my whole life is one big ritual. Ever since I moved up to the mountains, I have turned all of my routines to rituals and just 
been getting so intentional with like every second of my life, which I know is like so fucking annoying to hear. If you're like, I'm a busy bitch, how am I going to do that? (laughs) But even like little things of making sure that I stick to my morning rituals of even having lemon water, sitting down at my altar and taking a few minutes just to like be of service and be in my own practice, making sure that because it's summer, I get in the water every day and I'm just like cleansing and focusing on really cleansing my aura and taking in all the energy of nature and just I know it sounds so annoying, but my whole life is one big ritual right now. No, it's amazing. And like, you literally are like in the creek slash lake every single day. Every day. Goals. I'm like, maybe lucky if I have a shower. Well, and I think that, you know what it is, is like the moment you decide to take your routine and you're like, fuck routine. I'm not here to live on autopilot mode. I'm a goddess. Like totally nurture every aspect of my life as little as like making my coffee every day I have like an affirmation that I use with my coffee making my coffee intentional when Mm. I'm driving I make sure to drive new ways to places every time so I don't go into autopilot mode I'm enjoying my life around me and taking everything in so true I love that so much and I it's like the balance between like ritual and like not getting too stuck in it like still being present while you're doing it well, what's the intention behind the ritual? You know what I mean? It's exactly. Sure it's like, well, I do all this stuff to feel good, be present, be my highest self. And when the ritual becomes like so black and white and putting yourself in a box, like that's not goddess. That's not your highest self. That's ego trying to get you to play small. So true. And like, even like little things, like I used to shower like in like right in the morning, but now I'm like, I actually enjoy like getting a million things done before I shower. And then when I shower, it's like a cleansing of like everything that I've done in the morning. And it's like starting fresh from there, like a re a restart in the middle of the day. Mm, I love that. <sighs> so beautiful. Okay. What is your go-to crystal? Mm, my go-to crystal right now is Amazonite. And it is all about your inner goddess. And it's uh, it's focused on your throat chakra and pretty much all your higher chakras. And it really is like this goddess warrior power. So it's all about owning your truth, speaking your truth, and really living your truth. And I feel like that's like the chapter that I'm in right now. And it's it's so beautiful because it, it encourages you to not only speak your truth, but like I said, live your truth. And when you are acting with such power, but still from a feminine place, I think that's where the sweet spot is. That's where where the magic comes in. That's where your manifestations flow so easily. And that's when your boundaries, um, instead of being seen as like this wall, they're, they're so much more respected. And it's like your self-worth raises and everyone's respect for you raises. Mm, so true. Like when you're speaking from that authority, everyone sees you as that authority. Yeah. But from such a loving place, mm-hmm. like I love myself enough to like say what I want to say, do what I want to do, feel how I want to feel, but I can do all that while still honoring your boundaries, loving you, respecting you. But I can do that because I love myself that much. Mm, You're so good with the self-love stuff. And that was kind of where you like, is that kind of where you started? I know that's where you were. You, that was like a huge focus of all of you. I mean, it still is, Mm -hmm. but I feel like that, like the body love and the self-love and, you know, just like embracing your goddess energy is such a big part of your message that you do such a good job with. Thank you. Yeah. It started with self-love and then 
from the self-love, I dove into my spirituality, which we'll talk about soon, but <laughs> it just, it all, every, every like layer that gets pulled back, I just like, I feel more vulnerable, more myself, my higher self. And I just, I keep sharing that. So every, every level that I'm teaching is because I've gone through it and I've seen the power and the magnitude. And so I just keep my audience evolving with me. Mm, okay. So who is your favorite goddess of the moment? Ooh, Aphrodite, 100%. And I love when people talk about Venus because Aphrodite um, is ruled by Venus. Venus is Aphrodite. They are one and the same. Um, And Aphrodite is all about pleasure and love and beauty. And just she is the goddess of creation. And just, I think that, you know, it all started when I went to Mount Shasta a couple years ago and the owner of the place that I was at, he thinks that I am Aphrodite reincarnated (laughs) in this lifetime. I could see it. I definitely could see it. (laughs) He brought me into the back room and I had never been back there before. And it was just this big room painted all purple. And there was just oil paintings on oil paintings, like huge of all of the ascended masters and goddesses. And he had me meditate in there because he's like this is your family I want you to like feel at home and grounded and it was like the most sacred moment of my life and like it still can bring me to tears if I like really tap into that Scorpio moon of mine but (laughs) it was was one of the most sacred moments of my life I felt I felt like a lot more made sense Um, even to the extent of I remember being a little kid and people you know when you're a kid you don't really understand religion and so when people would ask me like oh like are you Christian are you Catholic whatever I would say like oh I believe in like you know the gods and goddesses like I saw Hercules one time and I really resonated (laughs) I love that (laughs) I told told everyone I was like that that's what I believe in Oh my gosh. I love that. And I definitely see it. So, and you're actually going to be creating some kind of course around Aphrodite. Yes. I will be coming out with a program called accepting Aphrodite very soon, probably end of summer. And it is going to be just the most beautiful nurturing, just container of women learning how to love themselves and accept, accept self-love, accept pleasure, accept beauty and see that that is in all of us. And it truly just takes us to accept it, love it, nurture it for it to fully blossom. It's like Mm. a rose. It's like you have to nurture it and don't let the scary parts like our shadow, AKA the thorns, like keep you away from accepting and nurturing the rose. It's like, that's where the beauty is. That's so true. And even I've been getting like messages from my guys lately being like, receive it. Like people are giving you love. People are giving you support. You need to be opening up to it more. My God, my life is all about receiving. I love that you said that to the extent of, I will go out and like, I don't drink right now, but if people offer to buy me a drink, I will say yes. And I will not drink it, but I'll be like, donate it. Yes. Yes. I will take a drink. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh my God. I love you. Okay. What is your worst habit? Oh my God. My worst habit. Oh my God. My secret (laughs) love of fast food. Oh girl. Such a bad spiritual person. Aphrodite would never. (laughs) Or my love of 90 day fiance. Oh, okay. So can we, what is your fast food order? Where do you go? What are you oh getting? God, I'm so happy we brought this up. I like pull out my scroll. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Carl's Jr. recently came out with the Beyond Burger, which is a vegan burger. Um, burger King recently took on the Impossible Burger. 
If I go to Taco Bell, I just get a potato taco. Um, I am plant-based. It's what serves best in my body and what makes me feel most connected to my body. Um, but I am so happy that these places are coming out with more vegan options. So I grew up on fast food when I was a kid. I had like a really traumatic, poor childhood. And so yeah. we eat fast food all the time. And so, you know, I see all these wellness bloggers now like, yeah, no sugar, no gluten, all these things. I'm like, I don't know what that's like, but like love love and light to you. Thank you so much. But even on my YouTube channel, whenever a new vegan option comes out at a restaurant, I love doing a mukbang, which is like an eating show. So I will go, I will try it. I'll film it. I'll review it because it's just, it's so fun to me. Like it's so fun. And that's when I like believe this Aphrodite thing when I'm like, I feel like this is my first human experience. And I'm like, this is so exciting. Like, <laughs> wow, I can go to this place where I drive and like, I sit in my car and they give me food and and it's vegan. Oh my God. Like, and it's, I, it's like real beef. Right. Like if you've never tried. I have. Before, no, I have. It's I've had the beyond. I'm not plant-based, but I just wanted to try it to try it. Like we actually, we didn't get it from like a fast food place, but they actually sell like the patties and yeah. we like barbecued them at home and they were so good. Delicious. Like They're better so than most real ones. No, 100%. And I will say that me giving up meat and me, you know, switching over to this lifestyle, it's the same thing that happened with, with my drinking journey. It was, it was told to me I need, needed to do it. And then one day I just couldn't do it anymore. And it, it wasn't like, oh, I don't like it. It wasn't like, oh, I don't like the taste of it. It simply just like was not in alignment. It's kind of like when you feel a friendship or a relationship, like no longer working, like my relationship with that type of diet was no longer working. So right now this is where I'm at. Good girl. And when was this? Uh, I went plant-based, gosh, four years ago, I think. Oh. Going strong. I know, but it's so easy nowadays. And you know what? I have always said this that it's not my mission for everyone to be vegan or plant based. It's my mission for people to just choose better options. Like, you will see me pushing Meatless Monday over like everyone becoming vegan any day. Yeah, 100%. Yes, love that. And like, I, I feel like I don't, I don't feel like I need meat. Like I choose it when I feel like my body wants it. Otherwise I, like, I know my husband is, will be like making something. He'll be like, but there's no meat in this meal. I'm like, why do you think you need meat with every meal? Like that is a programmed time. belief. You'll be fine. Yeah. Meat. Oh, so you'll cute. be fine. Eat a peanut. You're fine. Um, okay. So tell us about you. I want to know about your spiritual journey. Have you always been spiritual? And like, when did this turn into a biz? Yeah. So I, my spiritual journey started with one meditation class in Silver Lake at Spellbound Sky. And I always give them credit because they are like my guardian angels. And if you're ever in LA, you need to go to Spellbound Sky. They're like life-changing. And there was one meditation class. It was a rose quartz meditation class. And I had this out-of-body experience. My first time ever meditating, my first time ever using crystals. And because I like had no resistance, I had no expectation of what was going to happen. I had a full out of body experience. And from that, I saw that there was something. So that was about four years ago, four or five years ago. And I started collecting crystals 
fast forward a couple months, I go through a really bad traumatic breakup. And it was to a point where like I had fully lost myself and I had fully, you know, put myself into this person and I didn't know who I was anymore. So I started Year of You, which is um, women unapologetically giving themselves the permission and time and energy and love pouring back into themselves. So giving yourself, you know, just fully permission to get to know yourself again, to date yourself, to truly, truly nurture the relationship with you. And with that, I I dove into my spirituality. And what that means in my life is, you know, really using my crystals and my meditations, forming a true meditation practice, really getting into a journal practice, really wanting to understand myself more and connect with myself more than just what I was told that my life should be, what I was told that my life should look like, what I was told that I did like, and even questioning these things that um, I was like putting out online. I was like, I was really into health and fitness at the time. I was uh, posting a lot about weight loss and I was like, hmm, do I actually like that? Or is that what's doing well? And I was told, you know, by the media that I should lose weight. So then it really got me to just get to know myself. And I started traveling a ton. I started just really diving into my practice. So my spiritual practice, I truly believe is what saved me and what created my life to what it is. Um, I found that manifesting was super easy because I had this unshakable doubt in myself And I had this true belief that like everything in my life had always worked out in my favor. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that comes from someone who I come from two addicts. I lost my mom to her addiction when I was 15. I moved out when I was 16. So I don't want people to think that it was this, you know, easy breezy road, but it was like always proving to me time and time again, that no matter what happens, I am taken care of by the universe. And not only that, but I have myself. So the relationship with self is truly setting the tone for the rest of my life. So how do I want my life to go? Mm. Do you feel like the trauma that you experienced with your parents was maybe like, I feel like when people experience trauma, they try to like escape like mentally, but then that also like gets them into the upper chakras. So like, I wonder if that was like, maybe why when you did that first meditation, you were, you were so connected, like upwardly. 100%. And I say too, that, you know, I haven't talked to my dad now in like almost a decade. We like had a brief chat a couple years ago, but you know, went very poorly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I always say that like what happened with my family was the greatest gift that God, the universe source, whatever ever gave me because it gave me compassion because you can talk to a lot of people about addiction and you know, whatever that addiction looks like in your life, you can talk to a lot of people about it. And a lot of people say like, Oh, just quit or, Oh, just like move along or, Oh, they chose that. And, you know, really having this foundation of compassion and empathy for people, but also an understanding that from my own experience that you can leave any situation that's not serving you, it gave me a new understanding. And it also gave me this belief that I can fucking go through anything. It's like, you want to send me a hate comment online? Cool. My mom told me when I was in fifth grade that she tried to kill herself. She hated me so much. So anything you say will not top that. So try Mm. me, Brenda. You know what I mean? It's like, it gives you this like true strength of, I see that everything I went through built me to this moment, to this path of everything that's going on. Mm, That is so, so powerful. And I feel like, especially with people who, you know, go through those things at a young age, they are, I don't know. It's like, you can set those boundaries because you've almost like had the practice, if that makes sense. Well, well, that's the thing. It could go one of two ways. (laughs) Like people could either be a victim of it or they can see it as an opportunity for them to learn, grow, and like use what they learn to teach other people. Mm, 100%. And you know, it's, it's, exactly what you said. It's a choice. And it's 
it's not always the easy choice, but I think that a big lesson that I've learned in my life, and I'm only 26, so I can only imagine like at 30 what I'm going to like be like and all these things, but I just have such an understanding that it's all a choice. And the greatest, the greatest lesson I think I've ever learned is I would, I, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's okay to go through a season or a chapter of being uncomfortable, knowing that that uncomfortability is going to lead to your growth, your expansion, your shifting, your fucking up leveling. Like it's, it's all serving you a purpose. And I would rather be uncomfortable now trying to question everything and expand and all these things than wake up at 45 uncomfortable realizing I settled. Yeah. hundred percent. Honestly, though, we do not want to be going through this darkness alone. So if there's something going on that's getting in the way of you living your best life, your happiest life, or is holding you back from reaching your goals, you need to talk to someone and get your energy back in the game. BetterHelp is an online counseling platform that can be your counseling BFF. You get to connect with professional counselors in a safe private online environment. So why take off your sweatpants or get out of bed until you feel better after the call? It's so convenient. It's 2019. The universe has delivered this amazing tool so you can get support on your time at your pace without having to pay for parking. You can do your sessions via video, phone. You can even text your therapist. How cool is that? They're totally licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family, conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. So anything you share is confidential. Plus you don't need to worry about running into anyone, you know, and awkwardly sitting in the waiting room with them. And if you want to switch counselors for any reason, you can do that at any time with no extra charge. You can do your own counselor edition of speed dating because there's 3000 people to choose from in over 50 States. And if you have a specific topic to talk about, it's not like you're limited to the people that live in your vicinity, which is so amazing. And BetterHelp is available worldwide, baby, because it's over text, chat, phone, and video. So it doesn't matter where you are. When you sign up, you can start talking to someone in under 24 hours. But remember, this is not a crisis line. You can schedule a weekly session. So you're always on top of your mental health. Financial aid is available for people that qualify and it's secure. It's convenient. It's professional, but best of all, it's truly affordable for everyone. In my opinion, chakra girl listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code chakra. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash chakra. Simply fill out a questionnaire and help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's better help.com slash chakra. Okay. I love how you're like, so unapologetic about all of it. And I feel like that has been what, that's what really like drew me to you. I'm like, this bitch isn't messing around. She is like, you know, like you're saying, you're preaching to the woman who's been told that she's too much. So is that something that you've been told? Like what made you feel called to go in that direction? Yeah, I think that it's I've I've always been told I was too much whether it's Same girl same. So in in high school, I won the award for voice most likely to set off a car alarm. <laughs> my, my dad and my stepmom were always telling me either like physically I was too much in the sense of like, "Oh, you're fat" and like, "Oh, like you're not funny." Like my parents were like my biggest bullies, my stepmom, not my birth mom. Wow. But um, you know, really starting there and then realizing that, you know, going online, it's like people were telling me, "Oh, you're too loud." 
loud or, oh, you, to, you swear too much or, oh, you're so fixated on this or da, da, da. It's like, you know, whatever the situation may be, whoever the fuck is telling it to you, it does not matter. And I want to point out too that I am able to be so unapologetic because even if you don't like me, even if you think you hate me, I still love you. I mm-hmm. still appreciate you. And I think that that's something that I've always told you is like, you just can't take it personal. Like yeah. you have to meet everything with love. And I don't mean that in a cheesy way. I mean, like whatever I'm triggering in you, I hope that it gets better. And I'm so happy I was able to bring this to light for you. Totally. And I think both of you have had, both of us have had experiences where we're like, I have this hater say this, like, how can I find the light in this? Like, what's the lesson in this? It's not like, fuck them. Like, you know, like getting angry at them. It's like, you know, what's the lesson for me? How can I use this? 100%. And you know what? I think that that's so big and bold of you to say in the best way possible, because truly it's like, I, you know, I've been doing this for years now and it it never gets easier reading like a negative comment or like a troll comment about yourself. And all I can say is it gets easier to block and delete than anything because, you know, some people try and take the route of um, like quote unquote standing up for themselves. And all that is, is a lack of self-worth wanting to overly explain yourself and I don't have to explain shit like if you're gonna be commenting on my Instagram that I died like I don't need to explain that I'm alive like I'm gonna block delete move along and live my truth so So true like still one of the funniest things that ever happened though like (laughs) why did they say like someone literally commented on her Instagram saying that she was dead Yeah. They're like, RIP, you died so young. And maybe it's because like I did lose my mom when she was very young that I'm like, this just like, isn't funny. Like I can appreciate when a troll comment is like funny, but like, that's just like not funny. Like, could you imagine if my poor grandparents actually had social media and like got on and saw that? And that, yeah, they didn't understand like how to like read the other comments and that was like all they saw. Oh my God. thousand percent. And I think that, you know what it is though? It's like, I think that you don't get enough credit, Amberly, for like how big your heart really is because I reached out to you and you gave me the best pep talk of my life. You were just like, I like, she's like, not to like gas you up, but like, do you know how many people actually really love you in our world? And I'm like, oh, you're so right. And like, you saved me that day. I was like crazy in my head because it's it's hard. Nobody talks about that. Nobody really owns up to that fact. So I'm glad you brought that up. That Well, yeah, I I think, oh, sorry. No, I think a lot of like the people in this world, like in this like online community. Like I think pretty much all of my friends that are in this online community and we've had to like come to each other with stuff like that because it's like, it, like you said, like I I do think it's gotten a lot easier and I think, uh, well, it depends because sometimes I'll see something and it won't affect me, but then sometimes I'll see something and I'll be like, ouch, like, am I that terrible? (laughs) Like, and you kind of question, but then it's like, no, okay. I need to reframe this. I need to like put this into context. And I'm like, okay, there's a lesson. It's like, and the lesson isn't like, you know, it, you know, it's definitely not what the troll is saying to you. Like whatever they're saying you need to fix is not the lesson. The lesson is, is that something I'm insecure about? Is that something that I, you know, what's the insecurity that I have that needs to be worked on? What energy am I putting out? Um, you know, or maybe it's just that I need to grow thicker skin or learn how to leave things alone and learn how to block and delete rather than wanting to like fight with them. So there's always some kind of lesson. And I'd love to share this with you that the biggest thing that I think I've ever taken away from all of it is literally 
I think that all of these things are the universe making you unshakable in yourself and unshakable in your message. Like Mm. standing by, like if you only had a hundred people supporting you, but those hundred people really, you were changing their lives. Could you still do what you were doing? You know what I mean? It's really becoming unshakable and knowing that like what you, what your heart is calling you to do, you need to stand by that. And anyone who feels challenged, triggered, whatever it may be by it, know that you are doing them some good on some level because the same way that you're being triggered of what do I need to look at, they should do that and they will do that eventually. It Mm -hmm. will eventually catch up to them. But I think that it's just this lesson of like, you know, also just not taking it personally and just being like, okay, okay, yeah, okay, thank you so much. Well, and you know, that's like a really fun little practice to do. I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but I always tell my clients to do this. Like whatever you're afraid people are going to think of you, um, a, like make that part of your brand and like own it, but B like think of, or even if like a hater says something to you, for example, like for me saying I have an annoying voice. So think of like a celebrity or like a TV show character, a movie character that has an annoying voice that you love anyways, and be like, well, that person has an annoying voice and I still love them. So like, let me integrate this. Yeah. Well, and this goes back to like, you know, for everyone listening, I want you guys to think you don't even have to be influencers. No, this is like about like judgment in a judgment critiquing the whole. And what I always come back to Amberly, you will love this. I always tell myself if the Kardashians can put up with the hate judgment and critiques that they get, baby girl, I can do a a hate comment a month. Like I can handle it. I can handle it. (laughs) Totally. hundred percent. I totally agree. It's like, look at like, I don't know the people that we admire the most got well even think of like the goddesses of the world and like you know the like look at jesus hey jesus had a lot of fucking haters <laughs> um not to like call myself jesus but i mean <laughs> aphrodite was considered a hoe look at me now look She's at me now. <laughs> <laughs> not to, yeah not to compare us to jesus or anything but we can but do- <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome Oh my God. So yeah, I mean, I feel like especially in the spiritual community, we're going to talk about some of the like bullshit rules that have been put upon spiritual people where we have been stereotyped to have to be a certain way. And Marissa and I are going to break down our thoughts on these specific, I'm calling them bullshit spiritual rules. Okay. So the first bullshit spiritual rule is that spiritual people should not drink. Marissa, what is your view on this? I would love to take the mic on this one. (laughs) So let me just say that baby, AKA myself, I am currently going through a sober phase, a sober celibate phase. So this makes this conversation so much better because I am all for drinking. I cannot stand when people, especially spiritual people, say that spiritual or, you know, drinking makes you not spiritual. Alcohol blocks your intuition. It lowers your vibration. Here's my thing. I believe in my energy, my power, everything so strongly that I know that I can make anything that I want it to be. That same affirmation and such that I'm putting into my coffee, I know that I, if I am drinking, a you know, drinking also like a normal amount, let's say that, like one yeah. or two glasses of wine. I know that I can have one or two glasses of wine in a good environment with people I love in a fun environment, doing whatever makes me feel good. If I am in an environment that makes me feel good with people that make me feel good, 
that alcohol is going to make me feel good. And I control the frequency of what goes into me. Mm -hmm. And with that said, I cannot stand that there is this idea that you are a bad spiritual person if you drink, because I think the polar opposite of spirituality is judgment. I think judging someone for drinking makes you a bad spiritual person. That's way worse than drinking itself. Well, and I feel like the people that say that, well, because there's There are some people that say, oh, well, it's called spirits because it invites evil spirits into you. I really don't believe that. And like you said, like, it's what you make of it. Like, if you believe that, then that's going to happen to you. You know what? The person saying that probably still fucking texts their ex-boyfriend back and still probably does other toxic shit. So until you are fully Dalai Lama, do not come at me. Yeah. So true. And I mean, I can drink like a full bottle and still feel good. So there's that. Um, But I feel like it's like an amplifier. Like if you are feeling amazing, it will make you feel more amazing. If you're drinking because you feel like shit, it'll probably make you feel more like shit. I mean, you know what? No, I'm taking that back. If you feel like shit and you're like, I'm going to have a glass of wine or two because I want to like switch my mood a little bit. I mean, do it. Maybe maybe try meditating first, but set the intention. It's about the intention. And I do want to say that, you know, like I started this, I am sober right now, but this was like universe told me to God led me directly to it. Like Gabby Bernstein moment, you know, source said to me, like, slow down, clean it up and you'll have everything you want. And so I'm taking 90 days to do that. I'm being celibate. I, after my slutty phase, I'm not drinking. And, you know, with the drinking thing, I think it's important to acknowledge that like, it's okay to take breaks. It's, it's okay to like, want to, you know, check in with your relationship. I think your relationship with everything should always be looked at, whether that be a romantic partner, friendships, your, your, uh, sorry, your relationship with your practice. Like, are you only meditating because you think you're supposed to meditate or are you meditating? Mm-hmm. Cause like you're being called to, mm-hmm. I think Mm-hmm. that all of these things in our life always need to be done with intention. So exactly yeah. like you're saying, Amberly, like if you're having a bad day and you automatically go for a glass of wine, ask yourself, do I have the intention that this is going to change my mood, that I am choosing to change my mood, or am I reaching for this drink because it? I'm in autopilot mode and like we're kind of told this is how you fix a bad day. I'm trying to numb out. Yeah, so true. And I feel like I, I I don't know. I feel like I was never, I feel like I've always been really intentional with it. Maybe not when I was like 20, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly it. It's like, what is the intention of going for this glass? It is not autopilot. It is not. And I even think like little things like while you're drinking, like drink a glass of water between each glass of wine, like not to be like always grabbing for it from like a place of addiction or a place of like needing it, like enjoy it. 100% and making it a ritual not an autopilot decision and yeah you know just like you said before we hopped on here we were talking about you know my sober thing and I I was never a big drinker anyway so this whole thing I'm really exploring it with curiosity and an open heart and an open mind and I know that what is going to come of it is going to be really big and massive and I think that what is needed right now and what you know the universe showed me told me is that all of my energy is needed for what is trying to come in right now and so that just means slow down, simplifying, purifying my life right now. So true. And I feel like for, yeah, cause like you said, you were like never like that into drinking anyways. So it's like that for you. And oh no. So you know what I love about why you, how you said that though, you're like, this is a, a period. Like this is a season. Like I'm going through a season of like not drinking. Cause you're, you're going to take it until, you know, you feel that things change and maybe they won't, maybe you'll always be sober, but you're not necessarily like 
saying it has to be a certain way forever. You're saying for now, this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm feeling called to do and not making it wrong or right to go back or to not go back. It's just like for now. Right. Well, and I think that where that stems from also though, is knowing that I have the too much gene. Like I'm very, like part of the problem is like, I was, you know, when I would go out, it was really hard. And I'm like, I'm being radically honest. It was hard for me to only have one drink. Like Mm. I was someone where I didn't drink a lot, but when I did drink, I wanted to like go out. Like baby was ready for a time. And it's like, Ooh, if I can't only have one drink, like that's something to look at. Or the fact of when the message came through, slow down, clean it up. And, you know, it was very clearly shown to me what it was talking about. The, The amount of fear and anxiety and like stress that put on me of like, oh, but I can't drink. It's like, that shouldn't stress me out that much. Totally. That that should not be a big deal. No one should be that attached to anything. 100%. So it was loving myself enough to give myself that tough love of being uncomfortable in this chapter right now and even making myself uncomfortable enough to talk about it, to Mm -hmm. be very open about it on my podcast, on Instagram, all these things and being like, you know, maybe we don't have to hit a rock bottom for us to question our relationship with something, Mm. whether that be a relationship, like romantic relationship, a friendship, alcohol, you know, whatever it may be. Mm, So true. I love that. Okay. We're going to move on to our bullshit rule. Number two, that spiritual people shouldn't have casual sex. What is your view? Well, as someone who went down on a man three times to completion before 8 a.m. last Sunday, um, who was not my boyfriend, we were not dating, it was a casual love affair. Um, And that's just being honest. I talk about this on Instagram Live all the time, like this idea that people have, like, I feel like especially influencers, no one's talking about sex, No. no one's talking about sleeping around. And, you know, that's why I really love the Skinny Confidential, because they do talk about sex, but but it's okay for her to do it, because she's married. Yeah. And so... Here's my thing. I, from 22 to 25, I was in serious relationships and we're talking like housewife to these older men. Mm. And, you know, once I got out of those, I was like, I want to play. I want to explore. I want to figure out what I like. I want to figure out what I don't like. And that's, you know, in the bedroom, out of the bedroom, whatever it may be. But I think that like, I don't want to say you should go out and sleep around or you should have a slutty phase, but I'm saying if you want to sleep with someone and you're okay with not hearing from them in the morning, then do it. But here's my issue. I get so many questions and messages and DMs and emails from women being like, why is this man not interested? Why is he not talking to me? Oh no, he slept with me and I haven't heard from him. It's like, do not use sex as a weapon against the other person do Mm -hmm. not use this as a tool to make someone quote-unquote love you like you whatever it may be if you're doing it for you phenomenal Mm -hmm. baby girl set an intention once you orgasm and watch that manifestation happen (laughs) but if you are doing it to like win someone over and like from this needy needing want place it's like that's not good like that's the opposite energy of what you are trying to attract hundred mm, percent. And I feel like I, I mean, I'm much older than you. Um, but when I was going through, like, I feel like we probably have a very similar, like sexual pattern <laughs> before I was married. Like Venus and Sagittarius. I, that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wait, was it in Venus or Aries? Uh, your Venus. Oh no, my Mars was in Aries. My Venus was in, right. Exactly. Yes. So I was out there, girlfriend. I was 
under and on everything that you could imagine for like a hot minute. Um, and yeah, I mean, there were definitely times where I did it from the right place of like love for myself and Hey, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. And then there were definitely times where it was like not done from the right place. And it was like, I thought he would liked me. And it's like, no, like if you're, and it's, I mean, it's the same thing with drinking. It's like, you need to have the intention, like before you sleep with this person, what is the intention? Is this of a place for love for myself? Or is this a place of fear that if I don't sleep with him, he's not going to like me enough or he's going to forget about me or whatever? Mm-hmm. 100%. And I will say too that I started having sex much later in life. So my relationship with sex was, I started having sex when I was 22. I was, I mean, at 22, I was almost kind of the same person I am now. Like I'm a little bit stronger in who I am, but like this confidence, my unapologeticness, that's kind of always been there. So I never went through this awkward phase of trying to figure out who I am and still in those relationships as a teenager, incorporating sex as a young girl, woman, whatever, I knew that that was something that would complicate my life more. And so I held off. And because I waited until I was more sure of myself, I did have this more confidence in X, Y, and Z. I think that my relationship with sex is very different. So I, I can't own that. And I will say that. Totally. hundred percent. As you should. I probably was 16 when I started having sex. So there's that, (laughs) that poor girl. That's like, that's like normal though now. But he was like, it was, I always had like boyfriends for like three years at a time up until I was, I think 22. Sheesh. Yeah. It was, I was like, this is serious. But then, You're then like, until I wasn't. Husband? Yeah. Like, this is my next husband. Yeah. Oh, I know. I was actually saying that to my husband like yesterday. I was like, I probably thought I was going to marry like five people before you. <laughs> so you, thank when God. You, when you met your husband, did you know he was the one? No, we were, we knew each other for like, how long did we know each other? We knew each other for probably, I'm doing the math here seven years before we started dating. Holy cow, Amber. Yeah, I know. this story anywhere? I, you know what? I don't think I have. Um, I'm going to need your number one employee, uh, his, his <laughs> gift for being number one next month. I'm going to need him on the podcast. I need a love story because you know what, Amberly? And tell me if you think this is wrong, but that supports my belief that you like manifestation sometimes is just you not being in vibration with what is meant for you. So for example, like you and your husband knew each other, but you both weren't in the place of being open to that. hundred percent. were, your view and energy changed. hundred percent. Okay. So let's move on to our third spiritual rule, bullshit spiritual rule, that spiritual people should always be love and light online and be a good influence on people. I'll riff a little. Um, I feel like what makes people influential is that they are real and honest and authentic and that they show people how they overcame darkness. Mm-hmm. And that means the darkness that happens daily, weekly, monthly, the little things that come up, like when we do meltdown or when we do manic moments and manifesting, like letting people know, like, hey. I'm out of character sometimes too. Like sometimes I have road rage. Sometimes I use a fucking plastic bottle. Like sometimes I'm just not always a hundred percent my best self, but there's always a lesson in it. And I'm going to go through those dark times and I'm going to learn from them. And then I'm going to teach you what I learned. 
100%. Well, and I think that, you know, with that said, every every experience I go through because because my platforms did not start out so structured you can say and so intentional that's a better word for it intentional everything that I go through I'm like wow this would make a really good story or wow this would make a really good post but my my question for myself is always is this serving my message and that goes good and bad because I am all about serving the good and bad but here's my thing and nobody talks about this like forced vulnerability is lame as fuck oh so lame like I'm so tired of of people starting captions with time to be vulnerable or like yeah. let's be honest and I say that because like I've started a few like yeah that. me too me too <laughs> it's like you know if you are trying to be vulnerable in a post if you are having to force it and it's just like you know this this fakeness of um always love and light and you've never had a bad day and it's almost like Instagram is almost too curated where I almost try and like be very real on my story I show I show pretty much everything in my story and sometimes I wonder if it is a double-edged sword of like you know I struggle with this internal ego of I can't show my real self a real self as in like real life and like you know be in this off mode of not coach mode not influencer mode but really it's like that's not true like you're you're meant to be multifaceted you're meant to have all these sides so pretending that you always have a blowout pretending that you always have a good day pretending that you have a dream boyfriend and you never fight and he always buys you flowers like that's fucking bullshit like yeah no and no. I'm bored and it's lame. And I think that the curated thing on Instagram is going to go really quick. I think within the next three years, two years, it's going to be gone. I think that, you know, everything's getting a lot more real. And I think that, you know, when you go into these situations of like, nothing's worse than like venting to a quote unquote spiritual person and have them being like, well, I think that's just how you're interpreting it. And I'm like, nah, this person's being a fucking asshole. Like, yeah. <laughs> They're like, you just need to send them love. And I was like, I do love them, but I need you to acknowledge with me yeah. that this is a shitty situation. I totally believe you. I feel like, and I feel like you and I are good at this together. It's like, we're never venting for the point of just being negative. Mm-hmm. It's like we, but like, we also want our feelings to be acknowledged and to be told that it's not wrong. Cause it's not written and like to know that it's not wrong, that I have this anger or that I have this like feeling coming up. It's just what's coming up. And I know I'm going to like eventually let it go, but like, I also need to process it. Well, and that's what everyone wants. Everyone wants to be seen and heard. And Mm -hmm. when that's really what a lot of judgment and critique and hate online is, it's people not being seen and heard. So they're lashing out in a very like over the top way that they're hoping to get a reaction. And my biggest thing with this whole like love and light thing, which is why my brand is light, love and lace. The Mm -hmm. lace being like the sex, the darkness, the shadow, all this like sexy, like the good stuff. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, the light and love is so it's the foundation, but like you can't expand past that if you don't work through the other stuff or just like have fucking fun. Yeah. A fucking man. Even like yesterday I posted my laundry pile and I was like, there was a part of me that was like, Oh, like, are people going to think that I'm like, you know, my life's a mess or like, is this like not a good like example to set for people? And then I'm like, why am I even thinking that? Fuck that. 
like I'm posting, I'm letting people know that it's okay to have a fucking laundry pile. <laughs> like, deal like, with do it. Do whatever you want. Like literally do it. It's so funny because I had the thought the other day and this kind of goes hand in hand, but a little bit off topic. Like I had the thought the other day, I go, I don't know what makes me more unrelatable living in LA, my life in LA, or now my life in the mountains. I'm like, I thought that I would be more relatable living here. And now I'm like, mm, I think, I think I'm still unrelatable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I'm not swimming in a creek every day and would love to be. So I might just need to have like a little, like Marissa Lace does chakra girl retreat. We need a goddess getaway. Goddess getaway. I mean, you're hosting it. I'm coming over. 1000%. (laughs) Universe, buckle up. Buckle up. Um, Okay. So bullshit rule number four, that we can't talk about what we don't want. Oh my God. My favorite topic. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Oh, Go. (laughs) My biggest thing is that, you know, with the law of attraction in the old school rhetoric, um, I think that it's, you know, people will be like, oh, I I can't talk about what I don't like because then I'm going to manifest it. First of all, Lacey Phillips says you're not that powerful. Um, I'm going to say you are that powerful, but I'm also going to say that the universe has your back. Mm -hmm. So by you acknowledging what you don't want, by you acknowledging what's not working, by you taking power in your own self-sabotaging habits and truly acknowledging these things, seeing these things, calling them out, that is when you decide. Am I going to manifest more of that in my life or am I going to make the fucking shift now that I see it? Because here's where we get it fucked up. You need to see it to change it. You need Mm -hmm. to acknowledge it to shift it, move it, like move past it, cut it off. If you are so fixated on, oh, you know, I'm trying to manifest X, Y, and Z, like the amount of people who tell me they're trying to manifest like a husband or their partner, all these things, it's like, okay, well, like, what do you want? And they're like, you know, listing all these things. I'm like, okay, well, like what, what was happening in your last relationships? Like, did you see any patterns that you didn't like with, you know, your past partners and nobody wants to talk about it. They're like, well, I'm not trying to manifest another person like that. And I go, exactly. So let's see what patterns those were negative and positive. So we can truly step out of that pattern, shift out of that and and be above it. Like, you know, finish up that contract. It's like that saying, like, uh, you'll compete it or you will, what is it? Like you'll repeat it until you complete it. Mm-hmm. It's like everything in your life, you are serving a lesson. Something is going on deeper than just like your mind of what you want. And so truly being aware of what you don't want gives you so much more clarity on what you do want, what you are calling in the magic spot, the sweet spot, the, the true flow in the manifestation is when you don't linger on it. You identify it, you take the power away and you're like, no, 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 that's just not an option. Like your self-worth is so high. Your boundaries are so strong that you don't even have space for that. Mm, So true. And I feel like similar to this, I feel like some people think that if you have someone in your life that's not spiritual or is that like maybe is like a little negative that it's like, oh, that's going to affect my vibe and I need to like totally ditch them. If it feels, if, if they're toxic, if they're like terrible and they're like hurting you, ditch them. But don't feel like, like if once you're like energetically strong enough, you can look at that person from a place of acceptance and be like, this is how they are. It's not making me that way. And I can choose, like now I'm like, this is a mirror for me to know like how 
I don't want to be. And it's okay. Like it's not going, I'm not going to manifest it. Mm, Well, I think that's so big. What you said, I want the audience to listen. It's a mirror. So whatever you do not like in someone, it's like, it's a hard pill to swallow, but it's what you don't like in yourself. And I've had to learn this time and time and time again. And it's so true. And it's so annoying. There's been I wouldn't even say like people that I don't like or I think are toxic, whatever it may be, just something does not jive. Something is not working. And so perfect example is like, I had this friend recently where like, she just bailed all the time. Like she was not reliable. And I'm like, where in my life am I not reliable? I'm like, was it me? (laughs) Right. Also, I had to be like, oh, okay. There are certain aspects in my life where I was not reliable for so long. And I was, it was actually really beautiful because I had just come out of that chapter. And so it felt like a, a beautiful reminder from the universe of what I don't want to be to other people. Yeah. And with that said, in those situations, I, you know, that friend, I gave her multiple, you know, loving words and conversations of, Hey, I really love our friendship and I respect you so much, but I need you to respect my time the way I respect yours. And like, I mean, Amberly, you know this better than anyone. It's like, even though we make our own schedules, like once I put something in my schedule, like baby girl, that's in ink. Like that's staying there. hundred percent. What's your Ayurveda? Uh, I have absolutely no idea. Oh, okay. Well, it's, they, yeah, yeah. they, well, so she actually told me like that, like, cause I'm Pitta and like Pitta people do not like their schedule being fucked with. And that is, she told me I'm a Pitta Kapha. Yeah. Yeah. If Pitta was the first one, then that's your like highest one, which is same as me. So, because my thing was like, okay, like living up here in the mountains, I was like, if I say I'm going to do something like then I'm going to say no to other things. And like, okay, well I could have like filmed all day today or I could have done things. And you know, it was in the sense of just like very last minute bailing. Yeah. A hundred percent. I totally know what you mean. I'm like, baby schedule is important. It is. I am a hundred percent the same way. I totally agree. Okay. So, oh, and also I need to bring up this Matthew McConaughey speech that I watched. (laughs) Um, He's a wise, wise man. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, So he, I don't know, I guess he was like speaking at at some like university graduation and my stepdad told me to watch it. And I was like, I bet it's not that good. There was one thing that I took for, I don't think I finished the entire thing, but one thing that I took for it that I've actually, I feel like it like came at the right time because so many people came to me with things and this was like the answer for them. I was like, really like, I've been quoting Matthew McConaughey lately for my coaching. So shout out, hire me. I'm real good. (laughs) Um, But no, so he basically said, if you're on a path to find out what you want or to find out who you are, you have to start with who you aren't and what you don't want. So you have to get real with it. And like writing it down, isn't going to make it happen. Like if you want to say like, I know I don't want to be the person who does this. I know I don't want to be the person who does this. Like that's going to really support you in defining who you are. So like, don't be afraid to talk about what you aren't or what you don't want, because that's, that's you like building that strength to be like, okay, you know, and even if you've gone through a part of your life where you were that person that you don't want to be, or you did have things or do things that you don't want anymore, you have to call them out. 1000%. Yeah. I love that so much. Oh, Matthew. Oh, and money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, well, my last one was a-, a minute for like how hot Matthew McConaughey is. Do you really think he is not oh, my, my cup? Okay. Well, um, but you can have, I mean, like, there you go. So he's more filled up in my cup. Yeah. <laughs> Fill your cup, honey. <laughs> 
Yes, girl. Oh, so funny. Well, my last one was just about plastic bottles because I used a fucking plastic bottle. It was on Instagram. I was in Palm Spring. I don't, I'm not even explaining why I use, I don't need to explain why I used a plastic bottle. Kimberly, you don't need to justify yourself for it being 107 degrees outside. You had no idea if this air <laughs> was going to have like filtered water, which is very important in the desert. And I totally get it. And you know, for everyone listening, it's very important to lower our plastic plastic use, lower meat consumption, all these things, but you're here to be human, not perfect. That's exactly. All I'm here to be human, not perfect. Mm-hmm. There we go. Shout out. Thank also, you. And like, yeah, fuck it. Like drink your water, live your truth. It's okay. I know. It's okay, guys. I don't buy plastic bottles at home. It was, it was just, it was a, it just had to happen. Anyways, moving on. I had to say that because it's been bothering me. Anyways, now, moving now on. Now that we have unshamed. Now that we've unshamed me for the plastic bottle. I'm probably going to get so many comments on this thing. Like, oh my God, a plastic bottle. Anyways. The ocean forgives you. The ocean forgives me. I actually donate to uh, Oceana monthly, FYI, and not just because Leonardo DiCaprio is involved, even though that is how I heard about them. But anyways, I love the ocean. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is your best tip to stop giving a fuck what people think and start being the real you? My biggest tip to stop giving a fuck is to ask yourself one why you give a fuck in the first place because truly it's like and what I mean by that is a lot of the times like when we're like "Ooh, I'm scared to do this it's like okay are you scared to do it because you'll fail are you scared to do it because you're going to disappoint someone are you scared to do it because of lashback and notice that two out of those three things are about other people mm. and the first one being about failure failure is the fast tr- like failure is the fast track to getting into alignment with with what you're actually supposed to be doing. I think Mm -hmm. all failures are a fucking blessing. And I think that, you know, not giving a fuck, the best thing to do, what I said in the beginning is be okay being uncomfortable. Be okay stepping into this new version of you. I think that we live in this really sensitized world right now where we don't want to feel any anger. We don't want to feel any discomfort, any sadness, any like anxious feelings at all. And I think that there's beauty in those. I think that those things are leading you to what matters. Your discomfort, for example, is direct access to, you, to where you need healing. You're, you're anxious sometimes. That's, that's showing you what doesn't feel good in your body. And sometimes when you're scared, that's because you fucking care. Your mm. fear is just excitement. So yeah. I think that you know when you, when you ask yourself, how do I not give a fuck? I think it's why do I give a fuck in the first place? Mm. And if I knew that this was going to work out, how would I show up? Mm, preach. Can we just like tattoo that on our bodies? That would be a full manuscript down my back. <laughs> I don't have enough body for that. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm little. I'm like five, three. Like I don't have enough body for that. Baby's got a short torso. I'd be at the river. It would be five years from now and all blurred together. Oh my gosh. You look so much taller online. Everyone tells me that <laughs> I'm like 5'10". And I'm like, that is so flattering. Um, everyone thinks that I'm, everyone expects me to be shorter, but I'm only 5'8". I'm like pretty average, but I mean, only in height. I'm above average in all other ways, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let, okay. Love that. And we are all immediately going to check in with ourselves as to why we care. And then we're going to just love ourselves and do it anyways. 
Well, and I think that, you know, just one more thing about not giving a fuck. I think that's why, like, not giving a fuck, like, this is why I preach self-love. This is why I preach about having a foundation of self, because when you have a foundation of self, you have a foundation of self-worth, self-love, you become unshakable in your boundaries, in your word, in your truth, in your thoughts, in your beliefs, in, in everything. And so really, when, when we do give a fuck, like, and we don't mean in a way of, like, give a fuck about, like, the ocean or the planet. No, or no, no. No, no. Don't give a fuck about like what other people think. It's yeah. when when you are giving a fuck, that's because you are putting your worth, your value, your your acceptance, your green lights outside of yourself. Yeah, so true. Okay, I'm done. Okay, <laughs> love. <laughs> for coming to my TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to manic moments and manifesting, where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing we manifested. And I can go first. So my meltdown is very aligned with what we've been talking about. And it's not really a meltdown. It's just that I've been drinking every day this whole summer, not like getting wasted. I mean, like I have gotten wasted a couple times while hosting your treat, but I mean, I wasn't mad at it, but similar to what we were saying, the meltdown only comes if I decide that it's wrong. So like if I like, for example, woke up at like four, I, so I woke up at like four in the morning one day and I was like, why did I have a drink? And then I was like, um, hi, that's an old thing coming up. I don't feel guilt around anything I do anymore. So why are you coming up? And then I kind of like talked to it and it was, it literally was like, yeah, you're right. Sorry. That's old. Like this is me when you were 19 and drinking for the wrong reasons. I don't, you know, this, this fear, this judgment doesn't belong here anymore. I'll leave now. Like that was basically how the conversation went. Um, so it was like, it was kind of like, it was, it wasn't really a mouth. It was kind of like, a, a realization where it's like, oh, like I had like a minute of like an old pattern pop up and then I got to be like, oh yeah, that's not me anymore. So it was actually really cool. And then I slept like a baby. Um, okay. My manifestation, I feel like you'll like this because I know you're like just the girliest goddess ever. <laughs> and I feel like I realized that I have become so much girlier. And I used to always be like, oh, I'm kind of like a tomboy. Like I'd always just be wearing like jeans and a tank top. Um, but like, I'm like, as we speak, wearing like this, like frilly pink dress. I literally looked in the mirror and I was like, okay, this is different. Like I yeah. I'm feeling it. This feels right. But <laughs> it's like, um, but I was talking to you. So I have, I was telling you a little bit, like I have this, um, program called Shocker Girl Icon. That's like my high level clients. And they're all like boss babes, like killing it, like multi six figures. And they all like came into the program. It's like just finishing now and we're launching a new one, but they all came into the program being like, I just like, I'm so masculine. I'm like working all the time. I'm just like always in my masculine. I want to be in more in my feminine. And then we started doing like goddess rituals and all that kind of stuff. And that became part of the program. Um, I ended up like changing the name of the program halfway through to like the icon goddess. Um, and then at the end, like we had our last call and every single girl was like, um, I'm wearing florals. I'm wearing chiffons. And like, I don't even know who I am anymore. And I love it. Like, <laughs> like everyone is just like embodying their feminine and like working less and like making more money and just actually enjoying what they're doing. So yeah, I mean, I feel, I'm, I feel like you've probably been an influence on that too, Miss Marissa. Oh, that makes me so happy. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think that like 
being up here in the mountains has really shown me I can I say I had a mushroom trip is that okay? um yeah I was actually gonna say when we talked about drinking I was gonna say drinking our drugs and then I was gonna get into that but then I was like well don't all spiritual people do like some kind of some kind of drug like well, so- psychedelic or like a lot of people like smoke pot do people say right. smoke pot is that like still the way people say it is that lame listen <laughs> you want to say it my <laughs> is okay by me but I when I first came to the mountains I like I will say that I don't use plant medicine in the way that a lot of people do like yeah. I when I do it it's very intentional I think I talked to you about this like yeah I literally sat down with the chocolate and like set an intention had a moment and pretty much I, I finally understood what it's meant when they say plant medicine. Like it's truly like the plant connects you with source and like you are given messages and all these things. It's not like, you know, I was out at a rave getting crazy. I was literally here at my altar meditating all these things. And the biggest thing that I was shown and told is just to tap into my, my feminine energy and tap into my power that way. And, you know, I'm someone who I, people always laugh when I say this, but it's very easy for me to be in my masculine and yeah. Being your feminine is more than just wearing a dress. It's more than just like putting some makeup on. It's truly your essence. So I have fully stepped into my feminine and fully stepped into receiving mode. And that has been the most like rewarding thing of my life. So if I am encouraging you to do that, that makes me so happy. And and that is like the, just what I want for every woman. I want everyone to realize that their power is, is in their feminine energy. And that doesn't mean like being a girly girl or anything like that. That means that seeing, that like being a woman is fucking powerful. I think mm-hmm. that in our day and age right now, it's it's seen that women are like the underdog and, you know, a lot of women are trying to be like men and I'm not trying to be like a man. I'm trying no. to be at the same level of a Tony Robbins at the same goddess level of myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very much possible and I don't see a lot of women doing it. So I'm more than happy to take the lead. Yay. Lead yeah. us to our goddess essence, please. <laughs> I just, like don't doesn't it feel so much better when you just kind of sit back a little bit and you're kind of so much just better like, oh like oh. yes I want help yes yeah. I want this yeah and so yes go make my coffee yes <laughs> but I love that manifestation and I also love that meltdown I think that is so that's so fucking real it's real we had that I had the 4am combo with myself had to get real with it okay what is your latest meltdown my latest meltdown, I think my latest meltdown on a very like real moment was I noticed a pattern in my life with um, like different friendships and connections where I kind of feel used a lot and I kind of feel like a doormat. So I've mastered romantic relationships. I've mastered business relationships, but in the friendship front, I've, I've had a hard time with like giving too much. And I think, you know, having that radical honesty with myself of just being like, okay, this, this is me. It's, it's on me. It's not on anyone else. Like I give too much. I need to define and understand my own boundaries and really ask my heart, ask my inner goddess, like, what do I need from my friends? Because, you know, my friends that I've had for like 10 years before the whole Marissa Lace thing, I don't feel this way with them. So Mm. what is it that's not working? And, you know, it's not really a topic for the podcast, unfortunately, but you know, in this influencer world, I can sum it up in this way that in this influencer world, in this online world, Amberly, you can tell me how you feel, but you kind of don't know sometimes who's really your friend and who just like is in it for the game, if you will. Mm, mm, yeah, but- I don't know. I feel like I, I can definitely see that, but I feel like I, be, maybe because I'm like a closed off Aquarius with a million like walls built up around my heart, I'm like 
I am not letting many people in. So (laughs) you know what? That is such a good point. We talked about this before. Yes. I am like, I'm just such a giver. And I think that goes back to the Aphrodite thing. Like I want to nurture everyone. I want to really love on everyone. So the moment that I like someone and I see their vision, I understand their vision. I almost jump in to help. And then I realize like, Ooh, I need to stop doing that. Yeah. You're like a very good, like reach outer, like, Hey, like let's connect like but and I I've done that but I feel like very like like to very like not much like I haven't done it much and I feel like you because you have that like more like open feminineness that you are more like open to doing that whereas like I'm like come to me (laughs) you're like if you need me I'll be here yeah So the meltdown was having this realization around a friendship that I was like, ooh, like they're not actually my friend. They're just using me. So, you know, I'm doing that for a little bit and then, um, you know, moved the fuck along, remembered who I was and said, namaste, goodbye. Mm. Um, But then also acknowledging the pattern, acknowledging my part on it and like, you know, seeing what can I do in this next circumstance? What boundary do I need to set so I don't feel this way again? And so, you know, the, there's beauty in the breakdowns and I'm sure there's beauty in the meltdown if you will yeah. magic in the meltdown magic love it in the meltdown okay maybe we'll change the name of the segment um <laughs> yeah. but no i i actually it's funny because i kind of had like a little epiphany about this like a little while ago as well about like there was like a repeated story of me being taken advantage of and like worrying if people were taking advantage of me not necessarily like in this online space but um and then i had to again like you said like everything's a mirror so it's like oh am i taking advantage of people and i knew i wasn't mm-hmm. so i was like okay so what is the lesson so then I was like, am I taking advantage of myself? And I was like, I am like, I am pushing myself too far. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like I'm using myself to get a certain result and not always honoring the rest or honoring the relaxation or honoring what I actually want to do. Um, so that was the lesson for me. It wasn't that I was mirroring that I take advantage of other people. It was that, you know, I need to set boundaries with myself, which is then going to allow me to set boundaries with other people. Mm, That is so beautiful. And, you know, part of the lesson, I will share this part of the lesson that I learned from this whole meltdown was that I sometimes only feel value in myself. I sometimes only feel good enough. And I like get that little hit of like dopamine when I'm helping someone. Mm, someone. So that was the lesson. 100%. And, you know, then asking myself like, okay, why do I not feel this way with like my old friends? And it's because my old friends, we never had that in our friendship. I was like in coach mode. I was never in this healer mode. And so because now I very much stepped into my power in that way, it's like sometimes I want to take that into every aspect of my life, which then is how I created the mantra, not your teacher, not your healer, because Mm. I need to sometimes separate my personal relationships from like, you know, my work. Yeah. I love that. But I always say not my, not my monkey, not my circus. Yeah. monkey yo 100% okay but I feel well okay and even like on that I even feel like maybe like on our first conversation I feel like I literally like I'll get off the phone with someone I'll be like okay like was I being helpful enough like what so I totally know what you mean like feeling like oh I have to always be helpful like oh I hope that I like gave her enough like advice or that she doesn't feel like she was giving me more advice that I was giving her. And it's like, no, can't we just have a fucking conversation and then I don't have to analyze it after? 100%. 100%. Oh, oh I love t- that. Tapping it out. Um, okay. 
what is your latest manifestation? Okay, this is a pretty crazy one. And I'm going to be that annoying person where I can't say who it was <laughs> because he is married. Okay. Um, which this really sets up, sets up the story. But <laughs> I recently watched this movie on Netflix and it was like an indie film. And I was like, oh my God, that guy is like so hot. He is like such a man. And like, I would like, wow. Just like me being like entranced by him almost. And then that was when I was still in LA. So that was like two months ago. First, no, second weekend I go out here up in the mountains. I'm out at this very small bar. Um, I live in a mountain town. So me running into anyone, let alone a celebrity, is pretty rare. And I see this guy at the bar and he's like, he's like, you know, fidgeting around with this little gold bar. And if you live in LA, then you've probably experienced this gold bar. It's a gold bar of mushroom chocolate. And I was oh. like, oh, you know, so-and-so, the person. And he was like, what? And I look, it's the actor. And I was like, oh my God. Long story short, I manifested meeting this great guy. Nothing happened because of course I realized he was married very quickly after a very quick Google in the bathroom. <laughs> but it was a very fun night. I hung out with him all night and his group and, you know, the friends that I was with. And it just like goes to show you when you are not attached to an outcome and when you are not specific about a manifestation, it, it is crazy how it can come in. Amberly, have you ever had something happen, like a manifestation where you're like, I 100% manifested this, but I should have been more specific? Oh, like all the fucking it's time. It's like so close and you're just like, ooh, should have thrown that one in. Totally. Or like, I'll like have a dream about someone and then I'll like run into them like at the total wrong time where I like look like shit. And I'm like, I should have set a bit of an intent. Like I knew I was going to run into them. Why didn't I like play a little bit more into the specificity of what I wanted with this? <laughs> like, yes. And I think that that story, and I have one more where like, you can't like time frames are beautiful for certain manifestations, but sometimes you can't set a timing on no. one. So that was like, you know, two, two, and a half oh no I guess a month and a half in between that but That's also crazy. I want to point out that I used to be obsessed with that that movie um you drive me crazy with Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Grenier or whatever you know what I'm talking about oh my god I feel like because it was like a it was like a shitty 90. 2000s yeah. like like a We're talking, yeah like yeah old like I used to rent it from Blockbuster every yeah. weekend. baby Marissa like third grade <laughs> you watch it every weekend when I was in LA a certain someone slid into my dms and yes. like, it was nothing too flirty it was a lot about animals but just like I was thriving in that moment like yeah. I was like if only like however old I was eight like if only like eight to ten year old Marissa could see this now <laughs> <laughs> oh if only she knew well I had like a Brody Jenner moment when like in the peak of the hills <gasps> I've heard this story when and he was amazing. my full-on obsession so you know anything could happen if you obsess hard enough guys listen if you set the intention and your worth is high enough like let me tell you you can truly manifest anything amberly what do you think you're best at manifesting like what do you manifest with ease money money okay. oh yeah i'm like i'm like i'm think i'm lakshmi <laughs> like i'm lakshmi, you are lakshmi. <laughs> like i don't even do the lakshmi mantra anymore because i'm like i'm good like you're, I, you're fully channeled after I'm fully 31 days you did it yeah right? 40. Like, 40. Oh my God. Yeah. I always do 40. 
the Kundalini number. I don't know why it's 40, but they just do it that way. So I'm stuck with it. But yeah, what do you think you manifest easily? Oh, people. Yeah. I'm like, and I say this with full confidence. Like I, when people ask me like, oh, how do you meet people? Or like, how do like, how do you meet men? I'm like, I have no problem meeting men. It's like meeting the right men. Yes. I'm just so, I was, not anymore, I was just so open for a good time and a fun time, and I love good stories that that's who I was attracting. Mm. Like, Amberly, do you remember when I was messaging you that, like, these guys were taking me on vacation for, like, our second date? Like, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Like, <laughs> no, they're not my husband, but, like, receiving, yes. But it's, like, it's almost like the universe was, like, let's get this out of your system because, like, you got – something coming and you're going to want to make sure you've lived your life first. 100%. Something so big and crazy is coming that I feel like a year from now, even Amberly, we're going to listen back on this and be like, whoa, whoa, we guessed it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's sober and things came in. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, that could be, I mean, you're making room for it. I feel like you're literally like stepping into like wife, like not like wifey as in like, you're not putting on a fucking apron or anything, but I mean, like you're going to take yourself ser- more seriously. And then people are going like men are going like the serious relationship. Men are lining up for you. We, we can say it. I'm stepping out of the slutty phase. Like, <laughs> my goddess phase. It's like, oh, worship your body and respect your body. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I worship and respect my body, but I'm ready for someone else to worship it too. You know what yeah. I mean? Sis? Like, yeah. But now we're out of it. We're mm-hmm. moving past. We go in the river every day and cleanse ourselves. Yeah. No more distractions up in here. No. We are ending it, moving on. Mm-hmm. New chapter. Mm-hmm. New chapter. Well, we can't wait to catch up with you and see when your man arrives. Like we're going to be staying tuned for that. So thank you so much, Marissa. This was so fun. It was the best. Possibly my longest episode yet, but we're not editing anything out because well, it's just too good. I love that because my podcast, people are always like, this is so short. So I'm going to yeah, go to Amber. Go, yeah, there's a long one for you. <laughs> All right, ladies, everyone, thank you. Oh, no, wait, Marissa, tell us where we can find you. You can find me over at Marissa Lace on Instagram or Light Love Lace. And then my podcast is Light Love and Lace on Instagram. Oh, okay, go watch, go follow, be obsessed with her like I am, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you all next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, karma's real. So if you love this episode, go leave a comment, rate us five stars, and subscribe. And you're going to manifest a mini heart chakra upgrade because you got to give if you want to receive. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at chakragirlco and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Also, you can find more info on this episode at chakragirlco.com. That's where you're going to access the show notes. And while you're on my website, check out the newest online hotspot, the Chakra Girl Glam and Grounded membership. We would love to help you activate those chakras, babe. So step into that chic life and join us in the Glam and Grounded membership. Love you, mean it. See you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.